most times when we get to this point in life, we look back over our shoulders and see mostly the things that we wish we had been able to do differently or things that we wish we could recall and bring time back and put some things in that we didn't realize at the moment that they were quite as important as they were. I know Joan and I, we just shared ourselves with any and everybody that had a need. So we was AWOL here at Eastwood a lot of times trying to do something somewhere else. And when we were AWOL here, that meant that somebody was having to fill in. Not with the church. They had to be filling in for our kids, mom and dad. So <clears throat> you just live your life and do the best you know how to do. Do what you feel God wants you to do and the things that you wake up later and wish you could have done or wish you, well, you just, you have to leave that to God and say, God, please make up the difference. Make up the difference. And I must tell you, son, <clears throat> when I read your card to me today, your Father's Day card, and when you signed off with, you're the most like Christ that I know. Uh, it startled me and I, <laughs> I almost lost it. And then you said, I love you with my life. Thank you, son. Thank you, Landy. I want to turn the <clears throat> attention tonight to a experience in the word of the Lord. I, I'll, I'll tell you this now. <coughs> Pardon me. Brother Scott Graham was with us, of course, last Sunday, as you know, and Brother Scott Graham and I were privileged to share, as most preachers will. We shared some thoughts and some inspirations and the fact that Father's Day was coming on, he told me about a sermon that he had heard one of his friends whom I did not know, he's a friend of mine, but I did not know that he was a mutual friend and he shared with me uh, a thought, a message, an inspiration, something that he had found in one of the callings of Jesus' disciples that when I heard it, I knew, I knew that was an inspiration that I feel like God had sent my way. 
And so I borrow from that thought and I will not preach the sermon like my friend preached it. In fact, I, I would like for him to come and preach the sermon here. But I felt like there was something that from this thought that as pastor I just simply wanted to share with the fathers of Eastwood. And I beg of you in the name of the Lord to feel, how many of you would try to, try to put your sensitivity out front tonight and try to feel with me something that may minister to dads in this congregation? Would, would, you, would you do that with me tonight? Dads, <clears throat> how many of you would let your pastor talk to your heart tonight I'm talking to dads now you'll let pastor talk to your heart for a little while I make an appeal I want to turn your if you will turn with me in your Bibles I'll turn your attention and they'll put it on the screen I'm sure Mark chapter 3 And I want to read let me start with verse 13 here in this setting and he goeth up into a mountain and calleth unto him whom he would and they came unto him and he ordained twelve that they should be with him and that he might send them forth to preach and to have power to heal sicknesses and to cast out devils and Simon he surnamed Peter and James the son of Zebedee and John the brother of James and he surnamed them Boanerges, which is the sons of thunder. I'll read some more scriptures in just a little bit, but <clears throat> I will give you the title of the thought or whatever, perhaps a little bit, a little bit further into the message. But tonight, because of the institution of fatherhood being so very important, and the fact that the institution of fatherhood is so very abused in today's society, I would just like to somehow or another with this church and with your concept and with your ideology, I'd like to program into you tonight as best I could something that would cause you to want to rise to your occasion to be the best that you could be. 
Would you pray with me about that, church? I'm a little low-key right now, aren't I? But I think God's going to help us tonight. And I would ask of you, please don't go to sleep just yet, all right? Let's throw our hands high into the air and let's lift our voices and ask God to anoint us. Father, in your holy name, in your holy name, in your holy name, I thank you for your beautiful people and I thank you for the setting tonight. But I ask you in the name of Jesus, let your spirit hover low. Let your spirit hover very strongly. Anoint our minds, anoint our emotions, anoint our hearts, anoint the lips of your feeble servant and anoint the ears of your people. Let us flow in the Holy Ghost. Let us flow in the Holy Ghost. Let us flow in the Holy Ghost and let us learn the things that you would share with us tonight. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. amen. Are you happy to have our guest with us tonight, Eastwood? Are you happy, are you happy to have folks that, uh, that are... Uh, that are here, that are a part of us, that maybe you haven't met yet, some newer ones that you don't know. And uh, Landy, I, I, I would like for you to, in fact, if Brother Artie Dial had been here tonight, I wanted him to give us just a little report. We have, I think there was three, there were three Spanish men today, and we thought perhaps all of them would be back tonight which puts us in need of an interpreter for our services at night for our Spanish people to be able to understand what's going on. We are in the process of trying to birth a Spanish work, but you've got to have Spanish people, but God's going to let us have that. And we're going to have, we're going to have, in fact, I don't want to just start with North Lake or stop with North Lake Charles. I don't want to just, just do a Spanish work. I won't be satisfied until we can have an Oriental daughter church in our city. And that way, if I want steak, I can call on the, 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 the Americans. If I want tacos, I can call on the Spanish. If I want Chinese, I can call on the others. Well, I may be looking at it with just a little bit of carnality there, but it does pay off sometime. It does pay off. I love all of you and I thank God for you. And uh, the, well, you know what? I, I, do, I really don't know, but I, I, I've envisioned the day that we have a daughter church even in some of the communities in and around Lake Charles that does not have a Jesus name witness. I'd like to have us a good old fashioned daughter church right in the middle of Bell City and Hayes. I'd like to have a Holy Ghost revival right out on the riverbank at Hecker. 
I'm talking about a Holy Ghost revival. And if we didn't have daughter churches started in these areas, we could at least run buses to bring people back to the mother church that got the Holy Ghost out there. Church, it's time for us to get out of our, of our little shells, out of our little, we've done it this way so, so long that we can't do anything new, can't do anything different. It's time for us to put our actions where our mouth is and not just say we want to see the world saved, but do what we can to reach those around us. Come on, somebody, you see, and here I am, I'm done started off in another direction besides what I wanted to preach tonight, but I feel the Holy Ghost in this house, and how many of you are still sold on revival? How many of you are still mindful of the harvest? Somebody shout yes! Oh, you're so beautiful. Thank you. May be seated. Thank you. Oh, that's so sweet. Waiting for the word. That's that's beautiful. I want to turn to Matthew chapter four and start with verse twenty-one. I want to read the account of the calling of James and John. In fact, there's two of the Gospels that I want to read the account. It won't take but perhaps uh, eight scriptures to uh, cover the entirety of the subject in these two different Gospels. But one was Matthew's account, and please, uh, let's, let's, let's stay together here for just a little bit. 421 of Matthew. And going on from thence, he saw other two brethren, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in a ship with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called. Would you say that with me? And he called them. And they immediately left the ship and their father and followed him. <clears throat> Let me turn to Mark chapter 1 and start reading at verse 16. Now as he walked by the sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, <clears throat> for they were fishers, or as we would say, fishermen. And Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me, and I will make you to become 
fishers of men. And straightway they forsook their nets and followed him. And when he had gone a little further thence, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who also were in the ship mending their nets. And straightway he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the ship with the hired servants and went after him. Now, there's something here that my friend, my minister friend, picked up on that I had never really seen and am very, I tiptoe very tenderly uh, into this thought tonight, but as best I can, uh, as, as best I can perceive, Jesus Christ about the business of gathering together his followers that we know as his 12 disciples. In both of these settings, he first off finds Peter and James, or Peter and Andrew, I'm sorry. Peter and Andrew, and then right on the heels of that, he finds the other two brothers. And that was James and John. The thing that was, uh, I, to me, is, is, is very interesting is that there were no other family members mentioned in the other boys, brothers, whom Jesus invited to be his disciples. But in the case of James and John, specifically stated that their daddy, Zebedee, was in the boat and in the party that Jesus was addressing. He was a member of the audience to whom Jesus spoke. When he gave the invitation, he did not specifically say, I'm talking to these two boys. He did not exclude anybody that was a part of that audience. He did not in any way 
Read it again. Read it very clearly. He, the scripture simply says that he found Peter and Andrew and then went a little further and found James and John. And I'm thinking that perhaps the writer rehearsed it and recalled it that way simply because Peter and Andrew answered the call and James and John answered the call. But the call or the invitation was not just extended to James and John. It just simply said, come, follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. Come, follow me. The scripture is very colorful to me, very, very emphatic and very colorful. When he said, come, follow me. Those boys, they just, they, they, didn't, they, they, they didn't turn around to take up a lot of time. They didn't bid, bid farewell. They didn't say, now I, I want you to make arrangements for this, that, and the other. I left my billfold on the little nightstand inside the cabin there where we sleep. He didn't, he, they, they didn't say any of that. They just said they straightway followed him. From that moment, the presence of James and John, from that moment, their being a part of the entourage of Jesus Christ took on somewhat of a unique situation because I don't... I don't remember a whole lot of anything ever being said about Peter and Andrew. Now, I do know that Peter's mother-in-law got sick one time and Jesus stopped a trip to go back and, and, and take care of Peter's mother-in-law. See, you had some that were married. You had some that were, that were business people. You had some that had left family members and what have you. And you, you, you understand all of that. But I don't find an awful lot written about the wives and the mothers and the daddies and all of this of, of, of a lot of the other disciples. Do you? In fact, besides Peter's mother-in-law, I really can't think of anybody that brought into their following Jesus Christ what James and John brought. Which brings me very close to my thought tonight. It seems that every time that Jesus Christ looked at James and John, it was as though there was more to it than just the two boys standing there. It seems that there was 
the memory of somebody that was in on and a part of the invitation that was first extended. So because of this, Jesus named these guys Boren and Anages, if, if, if you find a better way to pronounce it, that's fine. It's all Greek to me, but but the meaning of that word that he named those boys, they were the sons of thunder. Now, could you, could you dream with me here just a little bit? It appears that maybe these young men were young enough not to have had maybe wives, children, you know, whatever. They, they, they were out there and their father was the captain of their, of their fishing boat and and, and they were working for him and perhaps with him. And there were some other, one of the accounts says that there were other hired hands that were working there with them. But there was something that was so significant about those boys and their father that Jesus never could get quite separated or separate them from their father as well. So he nicknamed or pinned them the sons of thunder. In other words, there's just something about you fellas and I, I, I love you and I love what you're doing and I love what you have the capability of doing. But as a matter of regret of something perhaps that didn't materialize that Jesus saw and maybe even had a dream toward. Boys, if we could have just gotten your dad to come with us, You think you're something if you could have seen thunder in action. You ain't seen nothing to what thunder could have done if he'd have been here. But all I've got now is the sons of thunder and we're going to do the best we can. But just allow me Allow me the, the ghostly memory of what I saw that could have been if when I said, come, if I could have gotten them to have answered the call as well as you. Sons of thunder. 
I speak to people in this audience tonight. I speak to families and I speak to mothers and I speak to dads. And every one of us have our role to play in the lives of our children. Every one of us has responsibility. And every one of us has, by nature and by generic building, we have the different things that we do in those particular roles of father and mother that play the significant part in the lives of our children. All of us are aware that mothers are supposed to, to kiss injuries and mothers are supposed to fix pancakes and fry eggs. Mothers are supposed to, 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 to put mercure comb on, on, on injuries. Mothers are supposed to kiss away uh, the pain and, 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 and do away with the, with the ghost at night. Mothers are, mothers can pray and mothers can get a hold of God. Mothers can turn things around from the midnight dragons that are about to get you to let that same night turn into a host of angels in a bedroom. A mother just knows how to do those kind of things. But while dad stands somewhat helpless because first off, he don't have the rapport with the little fella to identify, boy or girl, he doesn't have what it takes to identify with all of these things that, that these children cope with. And, 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 and so, uh, you know, they, their calloused hands would be just a little bit less than what the, what the pain of the sore or the injury is needing right now. Those, those corns and all of this and that, that, that gruff beard of dad, it, it, it just don't fit when it tries to kiss away a, the pain. But there are times when dad comes in and dad's role is to simply speak the word in the household. To be the one that says, everything's gonna be all right. Everybody just settle down. Everything's gonna be okay. There's a time when dad becomes the authority of that house. There's a time when he speaks the word that everybody relaxes and everything is okay when dad speaks the word. It's a God thing. It's a God-given thing because the dad is supposed to be the strength of that household. He's supposed to be the high priest of that household. He's supposed to be the authority of that household. And as I would like to refer to it tonight, that dad is supposed to be that thunder of that household. His voice is the voice that when it speaks, everybody listens. And I think maybe that's what Jesus longed for when he heard the tender voices, the exciting and exuberant youthfulness of James and John. 
when he heard in, in crisis moments when, when they really need some strength and they really, he had Simon Peter there and Simon Peter spoke up sometimes a little more than maybe he should. But don't you know that perhaps Jesus looked over his shoulder and said, boy, if Zebedee would have ever answered the call. But I needed somebody that could speak thunder. Zebedee could have added strength to what I need right now. But the sad thing was that James and John become the sons of thunder. And Zebedee himself became a distant thunder. Dad, did you realize, and I, 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 don't, I don't mean to put you on some kind of a guilt trip, that is unless you really need to be, and if you need to be put on a guilt trip, that's what I'm here for. Did you realize the Bible speaks of fathers 1,528 times? And the mothers that we want to tend to leave the responsibility to. Let mom do the praying. Let mom do the fasting. Let mom do the, let mom take, let mom. You know how many times that the mother role is mentioned in the scripture? 253 times. And that does not mean that the role of mother is insignificant. It doesn't mean that the role of mother is not necessary. There is something about this though that's getting across to us that God is not looking to the mother to be the one that's responsible. God is looking for that daddy. God is looking for that father and that Father is the one that holds the responsibility in the eyes of God. You don't find in the scripture where God speaks anything about God is going to visit the iniquity of a mother on their, on their children. You don't find where he's going to visit the iniquity of a brother or a sister, or an aunt, or an uncle. You don't read that, but you do read many times where he will visit the iniquity of a father upon his children. Am I preaching to anybody tonight? Somewhere, somebody is gonna come from the distant thunder and take your role as a man of God in your house. Somebody hear me, our children need us. Somebody hear me, our children need us. Somebody hear me, our children need us. They don't need us to be a distant thunder somewhere while they're trying to follow Jesus. 
do his bidding and do his will. Say it in my own words. We need some daddies that'll step up to the plate. It's time for you to get a hold of the bat. It's time for you to swing at the ball. It's time for you to come to the forefront and not just be some distant thunder. Boys, you don't know how happy I am to have you. You don't know how beautiful I feel in my spirit about you. In fact, they were so entwined into the fabric of Jesus' emotions and his concepts that only one of the couple who were brothers that he found before he found them, only one of them got to go places both of Zebedee's boys got to go. It was only Peter, not Andrew, that got to go to the Mount of Transfiguration. Only Peter. But James and John, both of them made up Trinity that went up that hillside to the top of that mountain and stood there and witnessed what they witnessed. So if you want to know what James and John meant to him, don't underestimate. But I can hear him. Fellas, as much as I love you and as much as I trust you, as much as, as I depend on you, as much as I lean on you, I still can't help but see the ghost of the memories of what could have been if your dad had just not turned it over to you guys and said, go ahead, do what you, do what you want to do. Go ahead, go ahead. If, 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 that's, if that's your thing, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. The Bible doesn't talk about him taking offense to them leaving. They just went and, and that was it. He didn't, as far as I know, he, he didn't make any kind of a, of a scene or cause a big scene. He just, he just let them go. Boys, I can't help but think that if I'd had you, son, if I'd had your daddy, if I'd had old Thunder with us, he could have shaken old Hell's foundation. He could have shaken his world if we'd have just had, if we'd have just had Thunder with us. But, and I'm 
glad for the sons of thunder. Dad, when you finally step up to the plate, and I, I know I'm talking, to, I'm talking to dads that's doing everything you know to do. You're trying to teach your kids how to, how to worship. And I see, I see some of our, Brad, please don't, don't take offense to me using you tonight. But little old Brad, every once in a while when the Holy Ghost begins to move around here. See, Brad wasn't raised a Pentecostal himself. And he knows what it is to come in from another denomination or perhaps perhaps from no religious background at all. I really don't know the whole story. I just know that every once in a while when the Holy Ghost moves on Brad, he'll reach and get a hold of that little boy. And I'll look up and there comes a great big tall guy that I see with with sheriff's uniforms on a lot of times. He'll be, he'll be running around. And depending on whether he's conscious of the little fella or whether he's unconscious, it all, it all determines how into it Brad is, whether the little fella is, is doing this to try to keep up or whether he's just straight out like this, trying to, trying to follow dad around. It, it kind of becomes hilarious sometime, and I love it. I love it. And I see some of you other dads doing the same thing. You don't want, you don't want your, your, your children to just become sons of thunder. You want thunder to be right there with them. You want to teach them how to work for God. You want to teach them how to love God. And you know what really disturbs me? Listen to me. It really disturbs me when I see a bunch of young people that are on fire for God and they've got everything, they've got a grip on it and they're living for God and they, they put under their feet some of the things that the devil has tried to destroy them with and to see them out here shouting and talking in tongues and dancing and worshiping and loving God and see some sons of or some thunder sitting out in the pews You know what we're going to do? We're going we're to go ahead and we're going to do everything we can with the sons of thunder. But we're going to believe God that whatever it takes to get the moms and the dads who are the thunder in that household to step up to the plate and take their responsibility. I want you to hear me. You ain't seen nothing like you're going to see when the pillars of the church begin to... When the pillars of the church... I love to see the young people. I love to see the son of thunder in action. But I can't tell you how bad I want to see thunder. Dad, you continue to play AWOL in the lives of your children in the spiritual role. Whatever you are is what you're training your kid to be.
there's going to be a day if God were to tarry that long I wish I had me a walking king you're going to come walking in and somebody's going to lead you to your pew and you're going to flop down without the strength to really worship the way you'd like and you're going to look over and you're going to say pastor I wish you could help me do something with my boys I wish you could help me do something with my kids, my grandkids, because I'd love to see them get a whole lot better hold on all of this than what it looks like they've got. Would you help me? Would you help me? Would you help me? And there's not a whole lot we can do because they were sons of thunder. And thunder was way off somewhere in the distance. They never really got to hear it like it should have been. They never really got to hear you praise and worship like you should have. They never heard you. They never saw you get out in the aisle and dance and rejoice at somebody else's miracle. They never saw you so carried away and so ecstatic over a revival move the only time they saw you really ecstatic is when we got a new car when we did something or when we graduated from college or high school or it just was different was different priorities around our house it just seems that we never really got around to appreciating the fact that the children when they were young followed Jesus with all their hearts but now thunder would like to see them come to grips with what they ought to be but you allow them to see your role in life as a drunk statistics say that most of those that wind up to be drunkards or those that saw that in their own family. Those that become abusers are those that they themselves were abused. Those that become drug addicts, they, that's what they were raised by their parents to become. They just grow up to become what they see. And if you want to raise yours to be a bench warmer, you just keep sitting there. And that is exactly what they'll be. You want them to be a backbiter? You want, to be, you, you want them to be raised to be unfaithful? You want to raise them to question everything the preacher preaches? Whether it's in the book or not in the book. It's as though ever sometimes people have got to be so on the defensive that the preacher is so 
crooked that he's going to say something wrong and he's going to tell you something that ain't right that we've got to have scripture and verse for everything I've got news for you there's scripture and verse for so much in that book that I'll never get preached that if the Holy Ghost deals with me about preaching something that I can't give you chapter and verse for you trust my heart and you trust my spirit to know that I'm doing it for your good because I love you not because I'm trying to tear you down If anybody believes that with pastor, stand up and shout yes! Thank you for your confidence. You can remain standing. You want to train them? Question? Doubt? Everything and everybody. If you want them to become a sore of discord, you can do that. I promise you. All you've got to do is live it before them. That's exactly what they will become. If you want them to, to hoot at the standards of the church that we try to, I want somebody to hear me. This book tells me that God's people are going to be different. And I want somebody to pray tell me how are we going to fulfill that part of the scripture and, and, and hungering and longing and trying to look like everybody else. How are you going to be different when you wear your sleeves and your dresses just like everybody else? How are you going to be different when you wear your hair cut just like everybody else's? How are you going to be different and be any kind of a testimony if you go to the same places and do the same things that the rest of them do? I want to pray tell who is going to be the ones that are different. Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Somebody shout yes! You see, we just have a little thing called responsibility. If we want to produce what tomorrow's church is going to have to be. And we're not going to do it with distant thunder. We're going to have to have some moms and dads, and dads especially because I'm preaching to dads on Father's Day. 
You're going to have to step up to the plate, dads. It's your time at bat. Oh, I wish I had me a bat bigger than Mickey Mouse here. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Is anybody preaching with me tonight? Are you ready to come from your distant thunder and step up to the plate and let's be a man. Let's be a high priest. Let's be an example. Somebody shout yeah. As best I can recall, It was this way when my dad got here 50 years ago. It was this way when I had to step up to the plate myself in 66 when he was incapacitated with a stroke. And it was that way in 81 when I had to say goodbye to him. And I promised him, Dad, I'll do everything in my power to keep it going right. Just count on me. I'll do everything in my power. And I want you to hear me tonight. Don't look for it to change around old Eastwood. We're going to keep her going in the same direction. I'm telling you, God's people are supposed to be the powerhouse in the earth. God's people are not supposed to be duplicates to anything nor anybody. God's people are not to take their, their instructions for, from anybody, anywhere. Hear me and hear me well. We're going to be what God wants us to be. And that's to be the thunder of authority that we need right now. First off, first off. I want dads in this building tonight that will say, Pastor, Pastor, thank you for bringing me this little inspiration that you've had tonight. And I'm not going, I'm not going to be some distant thunder somewhere. I'm going to be right up there in the midst. I'm going to be right. I'm going to be a voice. My boys are not going to be in this thing trying to do something for you. I'm going to be in there with them doing everything I can. Come on, dads. Come on, come on. Dad's first, please. Dad's first. Hayakaito, Hayandabaya, Yato, Hisaya, Hikato, Yandalabosiata, Halaya, Mundako, Italaraba. You know what? We just automatically all kind of gravitate toward the east. But you know what? I'd like for some of it, let's, let's make, the, make it just a little bit, as a Frenchman said, just a little bit tenor. 
don't be quite so tick right in here. Move, move, move over here because I want, I want some of these boys to come up behind. I want some of these sons of thunder. Dad, you hear me tonight. Those, those, those young'uns have got to hear you pray. Those young'uns have got to see you worship. Those young'uns have got to see you back the man of God. Those young'uns have got to see more than an inquisitive look on your face and getting out as quick as you can get out so you don't have to let your colors be shown. I've got news for you. That's reproach in the eyes of God. Somebody, come on, step up to the plate. I don't want to raise just a bunch of sons of thunder. Now I want some of you sons of thunder. I want you to come up and get a hold of your mentor. Dustin, there's yours. Some, some of you fellas, come on up here. Some of you nephews and some of you fellas, I just sons, I want you to come on up. Get a hold of, get a hold of your mentor. Get a hold of him. Stand there with him. Thank God. Dad, I'm not going to just be by myself. I'm going to be with you. And I'm not going to do it myself, but you're going to be with me. And we're going to do this together. It's going to be a family thing of us living for God. It's going to be a family thing of us going to the altar. It's going to be a family thing of us praying and seeking the face of God. It's going to be a family thing for us to keep ourselves pure and holy and separated from a world. We're not going to be promiscuous. We're not going to be sinful. We're not going to be adulterers and fornicators we're going to live for God and we're going to do it the way it's supposed to be done I want some moms and some brothers and sisters and some aunts and uncles and grandmas, I want you to kind of spread your hands out toward this front tonight because we're all going to pray together up here. We're going to link our arms together and we're going to pray with one another and for one another. But moms, grandmas, aunts, would you mind spreading your hands out but lift that voice? Lift that voice to God. Come on, thunder. Thunder, are you ready to sound off tonight? Pray for that husband. Pray for that grandfather. Pray for that son of thunder up here tonight. Pray, children. Pray, church. In the holy name of Jesus Christ. Brother Ben, I want you to come up here and join us. Because somewhere down the line, you've got the potential of being a dad yourself. 
And I want you to go ahead and have your, have your mind in the right place when that day comes. I want you to turn and lay hands on one another, children. All of you beautiful men of God, turn around to somebody, a fellow father or a fellow grandfather. I want you to put your arm around them or lay your hand on them. I want us to pray for one another. God knows we need, we need some thunder to come from the authority of God-given God-given fathers. Ooh. Satanu yiralabaha. I want you to continue in this beautiful spirit, but our youth pastor just slipped up to me and said, Pastor, we've got some sons of thunder here tonight, and thunder is not even in the church tonight. They don't even live for God. You know what, Brother Sean, I want you to bring these young men that are sons of thunder here tonight. I want you to get them, bring them up here, and I'm going to have all of these dads and these, these fellas to lay hands on them. And we're going to believe God together that God is going to bring their dads into this beautiful truth, into this awesome church. Come on, fellas. Get right down here. Stand right in front of pastor. I want to where everybody can stand around you. Praise God. Landy, I want you to stand in for my mat here tonight. 
all of those of you tonight that your parents or your, your, even your children is not here. If you want to get up here and represent that child, represent that young man, come up here and let the brethren, I believe there's power in prayer. I believe there's power in the authority of the men of this church tonight. And I want those that tonight that want to have prayer, those that want to add somebody and stand in for them. Come on up, Landy. Stand right in the middle here. Those of you that have, you have uh, children that are not in here tonight to get this, get right in there and stand in for them. In the name of the Lord. Moms, grandmas, aunts, stretch your hands out again. And I want you to pray. Come on, fathers. I want you to reach your hand out toward these young men and let's believe God together tonight in the holy name of Jesus, in the holy name of Jesus, in the holy name of Jesus, in the holy name of Jesus. I'm asking for these sons of thunder tonight. I'm asking that their fathers be touched by the Holy Ghost. Let them let them answer the call to come and be a follower of Jesus of Nazareth, that stranger on the shore. In Jesus' name, I claim every one of them. I claim every one of them. I claim the families of every one of them. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You can come on up closer, moms and grandmas and aunts, if you'd like to. You can come on up a little closer because we're going to have, we're just going to love God and worship the Lord and rejoice because on this Father's Day, the Holy Ghost has allowed us to catch a glimpse of something that we can't afford to let slip by. Hallelujah. 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 Lift your voice and let's worship God and praise Him together. Thank you, Jesus. Land it. Land it. Just about had it, Bubba. Close it. Close it the way you feel. Sing a chorus. That's what that's what happens when thunder gets involved. Hallelujah.
We're going to do things a little bit different. All the ladies, if you could, please scoot back. All the ladies, all the men continue to stay up here. This is going to be Father's Times right here. All you young men, listen. All you young men, listen just a moment. Just a moment. We're not going to kill anything. We're going to go back into worship. I want every child in here that has your father here, go to him right now. Stand with him at this moment. Even if it be a grandfather. And I want you to spread all the way across this deal. Brother Peter, everybody go this way. Okay. The young men that do not have your father here. Uh, Brother Chad, I want you to be with one of these to represent your children along with your dad here. I want you to find somebody. One of you find Brother Sonny Perkins. Brother, Brother Sonny Perkins, one of you go to him. Represent his children. One of you go to him that do not have your father here. Go to somebody in the congregation. Find somebody. If you have to come up here and stand by me, come stand by me. All right. Dad said all of his strength was gone. He was done preaching. He said, end it how you feel like ending it. And this is how I feel like ending it. If you are too feeble to make any emotion or any motion in your body, then I want you to begin to pray as loud as you can. But if you can show any kind of movement, I want us one time for about one minute, I want you to praise the Lord and dance before the Lord with all of your might. And I want you to begin to train these young men that this is what has kept you up to this point. You might not have the strength right now that you used to have as a young man. I'm 42 years old and I can feel things in my body I never knew was there. And I understand what aches and pains are. But if you have any energy in your body, I want you to begin to worship the Lord. In some way, I want you to begin to train your young men. Train those boys and begin to worship and dance before the Lord. Lord, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I don't ever want to lose the art of worship and praising the Lord. Because when I'm dead and gone, it's going to be Matthew and Taylor that continue to carry on when I'm out of here. Come on, somebody. Train your children. Raise them up in the way they should go. And Proverbs says, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. I want to teach my children how to worship the Lord. Yay! 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 Go to the instrument. Go to the instrument. We're just about done. 
Now there's a lot of new people in this church that they have never called, they have never seen what we call a victory march. I want you to begin. Those of you that know what a victory march is, it's old fashioned. But I want all the men in the church to begin a victory march. We're gonna do a victory march around the sanctuary. We're gonna get some of these new ones used to what the old school used to do. This is what kept us right here. This is what kept us right here. This is what we didn't understand, but it's the things that kept us. I know the church is big enough now, you're getting a, probably a traffic jam. But if you can, get yourself in the victory march. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What a victory march means is I simply have victory. And it's representing the same thing they did when they marched around the walls of Jericho. Whatever is in your life that has held you back and it held you captive, when we have a victory march, that means it's about to fall in your life. So if there's a financial breakthrough, we're marching around the wall to let it fall. If there's sickness in your family, if there's children that are lost, we're marching around to see those walls fall to where they don't hold the victory back. We're having a victory march. That's it, Brother Roberts. You have to speed up a little bit. This is what I was raised on right here. This is what I was raised on right here. It used to be my grandpa Ewan doing it. It was my dad doing it. Now it's me doing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. children learning about this. This is what I want my kids raised on. I don't want them out there not understanding and not ever being taught what the beauty of worship in the Lord meant. I don't want my children shooting up drugs or drinking alcohol. I don't want them wasting their life on the enemy's camp. I want to train them and show them the beauty of worship in the Lord. And how awesome it is to praise his name. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wish some of you get drunk in the Holy Ghost. There's a lot of young men in here that's never seen anybody get drunk in the Holy Ghost. I wish the Holy Ghost would slay some of you. That's it, Brother Mark. That's it, Brother Mark. That's it, Brother Mark. You're training your men. You're training those young men how to worship the Lord. Yeah. That's it. We got new converts in the victory march. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. That's it, Brother Sarton. You're training Brother Mike right now to be a Holy Ghost worshiper. You're training him to shout before the Lord. You're training him to get lost in the Spirit. Mayata, Bosoto, Mayata. I understand it's energy. I understand you're putting forth energy. But I'm telling you something. You're training your children to grow up to be in the greatest thing. It's something that the only one is Jesus. And he's in our life. He's in control of our life. And as long as I live, he'll be in control of our family. My Hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> my, 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 my Lord. We're about to let you go, but we're in the Holy Ghost. We're in the Holy Ghost. We're in the Holy Ghost. Brother Thibodeau just came up a while ago and said that his grandchildren are here, and out of all the grandchildren that are here, three got the Holy Ghost tonight. Brother Thibodeau, I understand. I don't know about your father, but all I do know that you are a thunder in your house, and your, your children might not be living for the Lord, but you're raising those grandchildren that they're going to be thunder in their house. We can't add to what was preached tonight, but I wish some of you young men would begin to hound your father and say, Dad, I want you to teach me how to go to a prayer shift. I want you to teach me how to go to the church and pray. I want you to go on a fast with me. I want you to read the word of God to me. I want you to train me in the scriptures. I want to know what we believe and why we believe it. I want to know the doctrine. I want to know the gospel. I want to preach this thing. I want to tell it to somebody else. But I've got to have a father that shows me what to do. And if the fathers don't do it, young men, I wish you would hound your fathers until they do it. Say, Dad, let's go to the church. It's time to go to the church. There's trouble in the house. I'm having trouble in school. Let's go to the church. My Lord, my Lord. All I want to know is, do you feel like this message was ordained to the Holy Ghost tonight? It was ordained of the Holy Ghost tonight. Thank you, Pastor, for preaching to us. I don't know who's preached it. I don't know where it originated. I'm not really sure. But if it got any better.